wanted to share a couple of things real fast uh, <clears throat> before I get going on the message that the Lord gave us. And I was standing at the back, and uh, Grady, my stepdad, he was standing back there telling some of the gentlemen in the foyer if they would give him $10, he would stand up at 12 and point at his watch and do this. Well, he no more told me that. Michael come up to me. This just put the icing on the cake. He gave me a cutout out of the newspaper in the funnies, and it's Snuffy Smith. And I think that's funny because the guy I worked with, I used to call him Snuffy Smith, but he says, <clears throat> what's the secret to a good sermon, Parson? That's easy, Doc. Have a good start and a good finish. And whatever you do, keep them both close together. <laughs> so I kind of got the hint. <laughs> but that really did fill my heart with joy and just, uh, I was just so happy to be here anyway and get to come and preach and, and get to see everybody. And this is really ministered to my heart to get to preach this morning and the Lord's worked and filled my heart with joy and I'm thinking about this identity theft and, and keeping your identity certain and secure you know it says on the front of our bulletin and thinking about that <clears throat> I thought about in the church today it seems like sometimes we have a lot of insecurity in our identity and as I thought about the insecurity in our identity. I thought about these scriptures, and we're going to be in Luke chapter 11, and we're going to be beginning in verse 21, and I also have some other scriptures as well that we're going to have here at the end, but in Luke 11, beginning in verse 21, and I want to pray real quick before we get going. Lord, I come to you right now, and I just thank you and praise you for this opportunity to come and be in your house and to preach your word. And Lord, I pray that your spirit, Father, the way you've revealed it to me for the flock, I pray that your words, Father, come through my mouth and be anointed by your spirit. Lord, I love you and thank you for this opportunity to stand in your house and ask your spirit to be with us in a mighty way. And we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Scripture says in Luke 11... Beginning in verse 21, he says, And Jesus said, this is written in red, And when a strong man, armed, keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. And I want you to remember this as we go through this, and I'm going to come back to this one word, but this word armed, A-R-M-E-D, and in the original Greek, this word armed is to be equipped fully with armor. <clears throat> so Jesus is saying, that when a strong man is equipped fully with armor, he keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him. So we've got this picture of a person that's armed with armor, and then you take somebody stronger than him, comes upon him, and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted and divideth his spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not 
with me scattereth. I want to stop at that verse real quick. And right here's identity. Jesus says in our identity with Him, either we are for or we are against Him. Jesus says that in our identity, we belong to one of two camps. We either belong to the camp of God or we belong to the camp of Satan. There's no in-between camps. So Jesus lays it out perfectly clear that identity in verse 23, He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. And then he, he transitions in verse 24. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. And he says that I will return unto my house whence I came out. Now I want to stop for that verse for just one second. And, and then up to this point, Jesus had cast out some, uh, some spirits from folks, some evil spirits. And the people were accusing Christ of being working for Beelzebub, that he worked for Satan. And, and Jesus went on to tell them that a house divided against itself can't stand. And he gets to this point and he's talking about, I remember years ago, I'd been studying this scripture and I'd say it's probably been about 15 years now, the best of my memory. I was studying this particular scripture and Charles Moulton and I were standing in the back talking. And I remember asking Charles and we looked at this scripture and I'll never forget Charles, the look on his face, he looked at me and he said, Marty, he said, that's some people in the church. And when he said that to me that day, I will never forget the Spirit of God fell upon me that day and it's like a light bulb went off in my heart and in my head. And I began to think about that when an unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest. So it says that he seeks rest, but he can't find it. So he says that I will return unto my house which I came out. And verse 25, he says, and when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. And as I thought about <clears throat> our identity in Christ and, and knowing who we are and being secure in our identity or being insecure in our identity, is the fact that this scripture, this man has got rid of this evil spirit on his own. That the fact is that this person in this scripture, he got rid of the evil spirit. Now I want you to think about some ways today that you can get rid of certain things and certain spirits in your life. You know, I think today they've got self-help programs. I, I think about today about, just like for instance, uh, uh, I've been watching some Dr. Phil stuff and, and come across it and and one thing they talk about is in the head, and, and the Scripture says it's a deal with the heart, and a lot of psychologists say it's with the head, and Scripture says it's with the heart. And I think about all these different ways that, that I can look good, and I can, I can make appearance in front of people, and I can, I can get rid of certain things in my life to make it look like my life is where it should be. And Scripture says, Jesus said that, that an unclean spirit, when it's gone, when this unclean or impure demonic spirit is gone out of a man, that it does something, that it walks through dry places. Now, I may be able to go to Dr. Phil, and that's just an example. I know Dr. Phil does some good stuff, and they send people to places, and, and some people get help, and I'm by no means bashing him, but just the thought that came to my head that I could get help. I, I can receive help, and I can make some changes in my life. But to what point? 
And I look at the scripture and he says that when an unclean spirit's gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places. So this <coughs> unclean spirit walks through dry places and he's seeking something. He's seeking rest back where he was with you and he can't find any rest. And he says, okay, I can't find any rest. I will return into my house from whence I came out. I'm going to go back to where I came out, to where that man or woman ran me off. And he says that he comes back and he sees something. He comes, he says, I, he findeth it swept and garnished. And as I look at the word swept in the original Greek, when the demon or the demonic spirit or the evil spirit comes back to where it came out, he sees it swept, which is to brush off or to sweep. And I begin to get this picture in my heart and in my mind that this person says, I got this. That this person is living, and you know, and I believe some of us even in the church today are living, living, saying, I got this. I believe that today in the church, you know, we, we, we look at the church and I believe some of us, I know of course not all of us, but I believe some of us here today have came to a point and a conclusion in their life that they said, I can do this by myself. I can do this on my own. I can take care of this by myself. I can clean myself up. I can brush this off. I can sweep it out. He came back and he saw the dirt gone out from around the corners. And this demonic spirit, he looks and he goes, you know, hey, wait a minute. They've kind of cleaned their act up just a little bit. They kind of look a little bit different than what they did. And, and as I looked at the word swept and, 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 the, and the mindset of I've got this on my own, that, that I can take care of this and, and to get rid of obvious dirt, to clean up your act. And, and, and one thing, the first thing is to change where and who you hang out with. And, and as I thought about that, I thought about, you know, it is possible that you could straighten up your act. It is possible that you could run that old demonic spirit, that old, that old spirit of, uh, of Satan off, and you could clean up your act, and you could change who you hang out with, and, and you could start hanging out with church people. And then we come to this point of the second thing, you could change your appearance. You could change your hairstyle. You could shave. You could get new clothes. I mean, everything looking good, and that spirit comes back and it goes, hey, you know, this person, this cat's got it together. They really look different, and things are looking up. And then it says, <coughs> excuse me, that not only swept, but garnished. And the original word for the Greek in garnish is to, is to, to put in proper order, to decorate, to adorn. And so this evil spirit comes back upon this person that, that thinks they've got rid of it, that their life's looking up and it's looking a lot better. And this evil spirit comes back and goes, you know, hey, they've got things in order. It's starting to look up for them. We can't have it this way because the reason why he looks back and he doesn't see the identity that's in Christ Jesus on the inside. So therefore, he says, I'm going to go and I'm going to take care of this person because I could see on the inside 
of what's really going on in this man, woman, this boy or girl's heart. You see, they may have cleaned up and swept the house and they may have got certain things in order in their life, but the identity in Christ, the Holy Spirit of the living God does not dwell within them. So therefore that gives me a right to do something. And that Spirit says, not only am I upset and I want to come back to where I was, but something's going to take place and something's going to happen. Then verse 26, Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits. You see, you think you got your life in order and everything's swept and garnished and clean and you can come into the house of God and you can look the part and you can act the part and everybody thinks, man, this person's really came a long way. And have you ever had that testimony where you have that friend or family member that you look at them and go, man, they are really come a long way. I don't understand what happened to them last week. They went off the deep end and just fell off the wagon and the tracks come plumb off the train. And I don't understand what happened to them. Have you ever had that testimony? And I look at the Scripture where he says... <clears throat> And he goeth and he taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. You see, because the, the, this demonic spirit comes back to your house and it doesn't see the identity of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God inside you. And so he goes and he gets seven other spirits. And you know, I thought about the number seven is completeness. But then you add the first demon, that makes eight. And you know eight is over in abundance. So this spirit, one plus seven is eight. And this evil demonic spirit goes out and he gets an overabundance of evil. Amen. Do you see the severity? Do you see the severity of not being secure in your identity? and knowing for certain that you know Jesus Christ, that you're not just playing some kind of a game. Listen, this is life and death. This is heaven and hell. This is for all eternity. Now listen, if you think for one minute that you can come into the house of God, or you can go to the schoolhouse, or you can go to the workplace, or you can go anywhere you want to go, and you want to act and be a good person and, and pick out the best qualities and sweep and garnish your house and say, hey, look, I'm just as good as the next guy. Listen, there's a spirit outside of your house walking around and there's a spirit outside of your job and there's a spirit outside of everywhere you go walking around hunting seven more that's more wicked than himself wanting to come back to your house and to dwell within you. And I think about the Scripture and I thought this, you know, one thing that this illustration the Lord gave me is this. Is I could pick somebody out in the church, right? I, I could emulate somebody else. I could be a good person. I, I could clean up my act. I could say, hey, Chris, do you, do you mind standing, brother? I'm going to pick on Chris. I owe you big time. I won't never pay you, but I owe you big. As long as we're clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> you care to walk, brother. Just, just pick you a random. I've picked out Chris. He's my example. I got this. Hey, I got this. Check this out. Chris goes up steps, I go up steps. Chris, you're a good guy. If you play, I can't do that. 
why I came here, Marty. <laughs> There's one thing he, I can't do. He can fly. Don't go get in your plane either. <laughs> but this illustration, maybe you've picked somebody out. Maybe in your life, you've picked somebody out in the church and you say, hey, look, I'm comparing myself to Chris. We're good. I'm okay. And I look at that illustration and I think, how many of us here today, I want to ask you something, and I'm going to get real with you. How many of you is here because your spouse made you come? How many of you here is fighting that old demonic spirit and you get up every Sunday morning and your husband or your wife or your mama or your daddy or your brother or your sister says, come on, let's go to church. I don't want to go. I, I, I just don't want to go today. And they nag and they complain and they keep on nagging and complaining and nagging and complaining. And finally, you get up and you put your clothes on and you come to church. It's because just to please your family member. That's not an identity in Christ. That's identity in yourself. And the whole time you've got these demonic forces and these demonic spirits circling the wagons and circling the house and going, hey, we're just abiding our time. We're just waiting. And then you look at the Scriptures, he says, then goeth in and taketh him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And listen, and they what? They enter in and dwell there. Amen. And I want you to notice something. This person that thinks they can clean up their life and they can act the part and they can do the good things and everything's just hunky-dory and everything's just fine, these eight spirits are coming back, listen to me, and Scripture says that they are more wicked. And the word wicked, listen, you think it's bad. Listen, you think it's bad when you first started cleaning up your act. And you think it's bad the way it was before, but listen to me, Scripture says that because of this person that doesn't have that identity with Christ, that's took care of it on their own because of the way that <clears throat> things have turned out. He says that it will come and they will dwell. They will stay the seven other, one plus one is eight, more wicked. And here's the original Greek for the word wicked. Hurtful in effect or influence, more evil, more anguish, more degeneracy, more calamitousness, more diseased, more derelict, more vicious, more mischief, more malice, more guilt, more evil, more grievous, and more lewd. That these spirits that's coming back, listen, you think it's bad now when these seven come back with the plus one, which makes eight in an overabundance of lewd wickedness? Listen to me. Your train is going to go off the tracks and your family is going to fall apart and there won't even be enough left of you to compare you to Jezebel when these spirits get done with you. Listen to me, friend. You've got to give your heart and your mind and your life and your soul and everything about you to Jesus Christ. The only hope, listen, that you have is when that Spirit comes back and He sees that identity in you as the Holy Spirit of God by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. He has no power over that. If you don't have it, you're just on your own. He says that He will come and that they will dwell, they will stay. Listen, 
And the last state of that man is worse than the first. You know, as I thought about that, I was sitting in my house and I was reading this scripture and I, I couldn't help three or four times. I just wept. I just wept. Thinking about somebody that doesn't have their identity in Christ. Susceptible to this type of doom. And I began to weep. And as I began to weep, the Lord began to work in my heart. You see, it don't have to be like that. You know, there's a remedy. And as I thought about the Scriptures, I thought about this. And this is verse 20 of chapter 11. This is what Jesus said. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. He said, if I, with the finger of God, with the power of God, cast out devils, no doubt, no doubt, the kingdom of God has come upon you. And I thought about this in the armor. If a strong man, in verse 22, or verse 21, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. And when a strong man is armed, when he is fully equipped with armor, and you see that's impossible to have without the Spirit of God. It's impossible to have. And I thought of Ephesians 6. <clears throat> I want to look at Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. And here's what he says. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation. Take the helmet of the identity in Jesus Christ of salvation, and the word of the Spirit, which is or the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen. Listen, friend, I don't know your circumstances, and I don't know your life, but I do know this, that God gave this message for a reason. And I do believe with all my heart, as the Spirit of God revealed it, there's some folks here today that's just been playing and doesn't have a true identity. In Jesus Christ. The only hope, listen, any of us will ever have, ever. Scripture says that if you confess, this is where your whole eternity rides. This hinges on every single thing. That if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth, He said, if I, with the finger of God, 
cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. If you confess Him with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Your identity, listen to me, will be in Jesus Christ. And when Satan comes around, you got Ephesians 6. And when Satan comes around, he sees that identity. He got to go. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for your precious word. I thank you for your spirit. And Father, I pray right now as, as we get ready for song and singing. And Father, I pray. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Brett here in just a second. But Father, I ask you by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you touch hearts. The hearts that's been touched already, Father, I pray that you tender them even more. And Lord, I pray today if anybody doesn't know their identity is secure in Jesus Christ, that they nail it down today by the power of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, that they could leave this place and say, I'm no longer worried about my identity, that it is in Christ. Lord, I thank you and praise you for all that you do for me and my family. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the spirit that you've put within here. and Thank you for all things that you are to us. And Father, without you, we would be absolutely nothing. And I ask you to bless this time in the altar. And bless hearts and minds. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.